All right, what's going on, BE3? You got Jeff Beggins here along with my co-host, Mr. Mike Puma. And he's been pretty fancy over there with his little earbuds, headphones in there. That's right, today, BE3. Today we have a really cool special guest with us. It's Maria McNeil. She is one of our agents. You've been with us how many years now, Maria? Four. It's been four years. It's been a fun four years. I personally get a kick personal charge out of watching the evolution of you and your career because I can see where you're going I think sometimes clearer than you see where you're going and it's exciting for me to watch these um, benchmarks get hit and different evolutions from inside of you so why don't you just kind of open up give everybody a little introduction what was the background what did you used to do um, you head into real estate and you know, what's the evolution how did Maria end up in real estate because we always joke nobody was a uh, kids saying one of these days I can't wait to be a real estate agent right life kind of evolves until we hit something and we, we end up here and you say man I kind of wish I did this earlier many people do but what was the evolution how did Maria start how did tell us a little background here I actually started because I wanted to be a hairdresser and I was very very good at it and I went into the corporate world I was an education manager uh, I started education in 94 and uh, then I had gotten in a car wreck and I had to stop. And I'd already given all my clients away because I was going to be traveling. So when that happened, I'm like, okay, I need another career. So then I decided when I was just about 30, I was going to go back to school for something. And one of my choices was real estate. And out of the other choices and that, it was the one that could last me the rest of my life, even if I was in the wheelchair. <laughs> what were the, just out of curiosity, what were the other choices? Um, they weren't women's world yet was broadcasting and also a chef. Cool. And with bad back, that, did, that wasn't so good either. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a huge spectrum though. Right? Yes. Um, I had been doing, um, lighting, sound and stage tech work also. So I already had a background too. So that was my second job. Okay. So you really could pick, there was a million different paths that would have ended up in whole different places for you. Yeah. that's what I think is so fascinating from this because you know we bring we call it the collective genius right like you bring things from your sound lighting background the cosmetology world right and you just you learned a lot and I love the word choices you used about you needed to look for a new career right and the career word is very different than a job or something to do because you built a, a great business up before from the hairdressing side of the world from the already by the time I was 30. You're 13 years of building a career, right? With a book of business that you gave up, right? That's, that's a lot of work. And that was a lot of trust. I mean, because people, you know, we, this is how many hours, do you remember how many hours it took you to get your license cosmetology? This is fascinating to me, by the way. Uh, it was a thousand hours in New York. When it came to Florida, they didn't have reciprocity. So I had to go back to school for 200 hours. A thousand hours and then another 200 hours before you can actually get your license. How right. many hours does it take to get a real estate license? Uh, 63. I to, yeah. <laughs> so think about that. 1,200 hours to cut hair, right? And 63 hours to handle the largest financial transaction in most people's lives. I mean, something's wrong with that equation. We'll just let that sit there for a little while. But it's, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> The, the differences over there. But um, no, well, I'm very glad that you did this. All right, continue the story. I just wanted to, to touch on that. So 
real estate was that one. You said, I'm going to do this because I can do this for the rest of my career. Um, if I hit another health setback or something, it's, you're not worried about it. You, you don't have to be a chef up, up on your feet working crazy hours. So okay. what else about real estate was intriguing? Um, same thing in the hair industry. I designed, I can look at a house and figure out how walls can be moved or, or appliances and make the best of the square footage you have. So it's the creativity part of it. Um, I also did photography when I did the music stuff, so I had that ability too. So I can do most of my own photography unless I need drones. Um, I yep. really enjoy it. Enjoy helping. I think that's cool. You enjoy helping people and being able to be creative. So you look at a blank canvas like a Mike Puma and you're like, oh my God, what do I need to do? How can I make that look good? And then you have to sit back and think and <laughs> try to figure it out. <laughs> And I, and I did. I did a couple of flips myself with another business partner, and um, I did a lot of uh, investors' properties where we'd go in, and I had a partner then that we'd go in and remodel the whole place, and then I procured tenants. So then I became a property manager also. <laughs> so around the whole spectrum. Yes. All right. So so four years ago, came to work with us. Yes. And what's been happening to you? What's, what's happened? How would you, let's talk about the four years. Um, Cause it's been, it's been fun. So how, how, what's the evolution been for you from your perspective from the last four years? First, it was a nervousness. Um, a whole lot happened while I was doing it and it took a lot of preparation to get back in it, save money. I had to exchange a truck for a car. I had a lot of stuff to do to prepare for it. Uh, including saving money because you're not going to get paid for three months, four months. So in the interim, a couple of different rugs are pulled out from underneath me and I'm just like, oh, I'm going forward. And I just kept going forward as much as I could. And, and at first I was nervous and making sure I was doing everything proper and following guidelines and laws and rules. And, and then I got more comfortable again because I was out of it four and a half years. So, and now it's changed to where I'm getting referral business, even though it's only been four years. I have helped clients out more than once within the four years, buying, selling, whichever they needed. And some people renting in between before they can buy or renting their house when they had to leave it for a job and they didn't want to sell the house. So whichever a client needs, that's what I've done. And they've trusted me and they refer me and I get referrals too. Now that first that first round that you were in real estate, what was what was your production like when you were in it before? What was your what was the number of transactions you were able to do? Um, before I stopped for the four and a half years. Yeah. Oh geez, I'd have to look back quite a bit. I think my highest, and that was way before. So that was nine years ago. Was about my highest, and I was doing one hundred and twenty. 120 deals a year? No, not, not a year, but I was income. gross income. Yeah. Okay. So you were able to, you, so I guess the, that, that matters right into the mindset because you obviously knew to some degree that you could do this, right? You proved right. that you could make money in this business. Now, right. how long, how long after you got started that first time did it actually take you to get to a, a productive level where you were actually grossing, you know, six figures. 
it took a while. That company I was with was for 11 years. So the, the last couple of years I was making six figures. So it took a while though. Yeah. And I think that's important, right? Is there's a lot of people watching this that are either brand new or, you know, about to get their license and they're, you know, they're sitting there saying, well, what's realistic, right? How, how fast can I get there? And, you know, you're going to hear the answer out there. And technically the answer is, yeah, you could make a million dollars your first year. Um, but I don't think any of us would call that realistic. Right. And so I think it's important to understand that you, this is a process and you are have to balance that goal and ambition with happiness too. And so here we are fast forward, you've gone through this transition, you stop, you hit this other career point. Now you're back. And where are you at now in your career, you know, from a, a unit's perspective, but also from a happiness perspective, because I think that's an important story to tell. Happiness perspective of my job, I love it. I mean, I'm grateful for it. I love helping people and I'm available almost 24 seven. So as far as my personal life, sometimes it's not much there, but it's okay because the people I'm around really appreciate me, what I'm doing for them. So there's also that give and take. So, you know, it doesn't bother me. I'm not, I don't have kids, I'm not married. So therefore I have the opportunity and the time. And sometimes my friends will be like, don't answer the phone. It's nine o'clock at night. Well, somebody may need an important question or I just need to calm somebody down, make them feel better. So I do it. And how many units this year will you do? Uh, my goal is 40. So 40 yeah. units, right? And, and you'll hit that. There's no question in my mind. So at 40, at, <laughs> at, 40, at 40 units, that makes Maria in the top percentile of agents in the country. And, you know, it just goes to show you that that can happen. But I think her point's important, right? Is that, you, you know, you mentioned you don't have a lot of time for other stuff, but you're okay with that. Yeah. And that's a, that's a really important thing, right? Because we've talked to other agents. We, we spent time with Bob Dean earlier, who's going to be also on one of these podcasts. And, and his thing was, listen, I've gotten to a point where I'd actually like to do less because I'm happy and I'm enjoying the free time. You're saying, you know what, right now is my time to grind. I'm enjoying it. I'm happy about grinding. And that's what I want. And so I'm making sacrifices on these other things so that I can hit the goals that I want to hit. And I think both are right but they're, they're both pulling from opposite directions. But I think that's an important thing that if you're watching this, you need to understand that very rarely can you have both, right? It takes sacrifice. It takes, but it takes the matching of the words coming out of your mouth to the ambition and effort that you're taking. And so when Maria says, I want to do 40 deals this year, and it's not, I want to, I'm going to do 40 deals this year. Um, that takes, she knows that that's going to take some sacrifice and she's right. making sure that the people in her life understand that and she's going all in on it. And that's really important because if she doesn't do that and she tries to appease everyone else and also she's not going to, she's not going to hit that 40 goals or she's going to hit it, but she's going to create so much misery. She's going to make everyone else around her and herself miserable in the process. So Really important point. I just want to make sure everyone's understanding that nuance and, and kudos to you for, for setting that tone. Well, I think that goes right back to it too, because you have to understand what stage of life that you're in. 
And that's why we work so hard every quarter. We hit you up for a primary aim every quarter, right? 90 days. What do you want your life to look like? What is it all about? Because there will be a time when Maria says, I hit 50 something deals. I'm super burnt out. I'm already in here at seven. I'm here until seven. I'd like to actually go on a vacation with my newly manifested boyfriend, right? And <laughs> she wants to go on a cruise for a few weeks and she realizes that, you know, I need to break, right? And then, then priorities will change. And then ultimately what I know what we're working on from a coaching perspective is to make sure you get some good investment properties and income producing properties to spit off some income to take all the stress away from an income perspective. So you know that your investments and your assets can fund your lifestyle and then real estate just comes adds and, and adds more to that. Right. So that's the ultimate where we're actually going um, on this one. But I, and I think that's important to watch. I mean, and you, I mean, all of us have our drunk monkeys in our heads, right? The, the negative talk that just, you know, makes you think it's not enough. We went through that. And we just got your most recent car, right? The new car. You remember, I remember that conversation. I think I need a new car. Well, you can get one right now. Well, no, I don't want to get one. Then he said, screw it. I'm just going to go get one. Right. And you, <laughs> cause you can. A repair. And I said, that's it. <laughs> that's it. And then one of the last times when we, um, one of the coachings, we were saying, okay, Worst case scenario. Remember we prepped through the worst case scenario through COVID and we said, let's say all real estate business stops for the next 90 days and not one more person buys one thing or lists one thing. You have done a very good job preparing yourself and you can ride out a wave, a storm right now. And that's right. a really good place to be, to be able to, to take care of yourself during an un unknown circumstance, like what we're in right now. So that's got to feel really good. And um, yes. Here and I could work even though I know I might not close something really soon because I have the funds to sit here, relax, and go through everything I need to go through. All my clients double check their settings, their searches. That's what I was doing before you called. I called one client and said, Okay, why do you want Pillars Park specifically? So she goes, Well, give me some in old tubes because we're not finding what we need. So you, know, you just go in there and doing what I need to do for them, it'll come eventually. That's right. And you're, and you're pre-qualifying them hard and you're in, and I've watched the evolution of that too. Nobody gets Maria's time now until they're actually really ready. Right. Or, or will be ready in the future. And you know that you're solid with them, but you, right. you, you prepared you right before we went on this call, you were telling us a good story. Um, hit that actually real quickly, because these are the fun parts about this story. When you actually help people's lives evolve and guys, we really do handle the largest financial transaction and life, event evolving moments in people's lives so you had a good friend tell that story about what you a friend called me and give me a name of someone else that needed a house so i said go ahead and give her my number so she did well i wound up getting her to see if she can get pre-qualified and she couldn't her debt to income ratio was off the chart and also her credit score wasn't high enough so then i found her a rental property so she can rent with her and her two boys and husband a year later which was about three months ago, debt to income still was a little off and credit was still not a little high enough. So again, she went back to the drawing board and took the advice of the loan officer to get everything where it needs to be. So as of three days ago, we started searching and it's been a year and a half that she's been with me and we have been talking to her every so often. I've been sending her the searches even though she couldn't buy so she could see what's out there and be educated and keep her engaged with you during the dreaming phase. Cause we say all the time, if you ignore them during the dreaming phase, they'll ignore you during the buying phase. And I think you're gonna, you're gonna end up 
satisfied internally knowing that she's buying a house and probably the best time ever to buy a house with stimulus rates coming the way they're about to come, you're going to change her life and give her write-offs and tax advantages and benefits and a comfort and security of having a nest to raise her family without worrying about, can I paint a wall? Can I have a pet? Right. Where are we going to be next year for Christmas? I mean, that's not fun. Right. So you're actually growing roots and changing in the dynamic of an entire family. Right. For right. years to come, which has amazing, re I mean, residual benefits with when you look at how people are more productive in life and just, you know, all that stuff comes together. But that's got to feel good knowing that you're able to hold her hand through that process. And I found and out yesterday that her older son is just going to be starting high school. So that's Perfect. a big for him, too. That's huge. And the big formative years, he has some comfort and stability knowing that he'll be there for junior and senior prom, too with the pictures. So, I mean, subconsciously, we really do bring a lot of benefit to people on that way too. So I, I know that that's a big driving force for you. So what's the motivator for you right now? What keeps you going right now? What's the, what's next on the horizon? I have goals and to achieve them, I need to make a certain amount of money. Um, it really does satisfy me when someone gets their first house or when there's a job change or they have to move or just listening to them and getting what they want, really understanding what they need and why they need it. Um, it my goals are is I want to buy an income property for myself, live in half of it, rent the other half, and then eventually keep that for income for when I'm retired and then turn around and buy something else myself. So Which that's is awesome. My, mm -hmm. And I can't wait to see you buy that. And I think the opportunity, the time's coming now. It's getting pretty soon to be able to pull the trigger when you see some good opportunities there. So you've been around for a while, seen a bunch of agents, um, right? From all different companies, brands, walks of life, everything here. What, and I know you're tuned in to a lot of people too. What do you see people making big mistakes on that they don't really see? Like what, why do some people make it and some people don't? What do you think is the big difference? Um, I've heard some people where they just don't stop and listen and get everything that the buyer or the seller needs and they talk over them. That's one. Uh, the other one is, <clears throat> which really irks me, is a lot of agents are not careful and cautious on how they're doing their MLS data sheets. So for someone else, it's difficult because you think you're going and getting the right thing and you're going to show the right thing, but then there's something there that should have been on the MLS, but it's not. So you wasted not only my time, but the client's time. Um, the big thing is just you need to listen to your clients. It's a big fact. And what I've, I've really appreciated watching evolutions from youth on this one because I think if you look back to even two years ago, right, you split the time, from two years ago to today, I think you being able to hit that neutral button, mm -hmm. right? And actually listen to clients is yep. unbelievable difference. So now it's become a sport to you. I think it really has. And you're like, okay, let me see what I'm about to deal with. Let me hit pause. <laughs> let me see their energy. What kind of personality style? What kind of language are they using? Are they visual, auditory, kinesthetic? You're making your notes and then boom, you just kind of just slide right into their world. And right. it's really fun to watch that connection happen. Or do you see that happening with you? How, do you? how would you explain that? I'm just more calm. And I don't, uh, I don't get ruffled too quickly. Uh, and I know things don't always go the right way. And so I just sit back and roll with the punches. 
Just take the roller coaster ride and make the best of each dip and every up and every turn. <laughs> I think I think it has to do with intent though too, right? So I think it's two things. I think one, your skill set has evolved, right? And you're continuously getting better, which is helping you to internalize a lot of the scripts and everything else that you kind of need, which allows you to then listen and and be more attentive. But I also think it comes back to intent. When you have the intent to go into that meeting to help, then you're going to ask questions and you're going to listen because you actually want to know what their problems are so that you can help. So many agents in this industry are so caught up on the dollar signs that right. their intent when they go in is about them. And when it's about you, you're not going to listen to what they have to say because in reality, you really don't care what they have to say. It's about what you want and what you're going to try and get out of the situation. So I think, you know, if you're in that mindset, okay, you know, everyone goes through it, but it's time if I, I would highly doubt that you're getting the results you want to get. So you have to take a step back and understand that, you know, the reason that Maria can do 40 deals and you're doing four is because of that ability skill set but also the ability to go into it with the right mindset and the right intent and that always 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 plays out and maybe not in the short term but definitely in the long term and that's why she's going to get referral business that's why she's going to continue to grow and scale and you are not so if you're watching this i think that's a big takeaway of of why maria and agents like her are so successful yeah, and that's another thing. I have literally heard agents, I'm not showing this property because it's only this percentage. I'm not showing that property. But that could be the person's dream home. I'm not like that. I don't care about the dollar, but, you know, but I make one. But I may make a little bit less sometimes than others, but I still make that client happy. I yep. still get them what they need. So it doesn't matter what dollar amount we're talking about. I treat them all the same, every one of them. And I show that anything. Is yeah. That is um, so true. No, go finish that thought, and then I have something to add to that. Now, what I was saying that what I think has really been the big difference, the game changer for me watching you is you, your words just said you just kind of roll with the punches and you kind of go with the flow. That was not always you, right? Before it wasn't roll with the punches, it was I'm throwing them back in, right? <laughs> and there, it wasn't ever just rolling with it. It was there was there was um, remember the drama days? There was always some problems, especially with a couple of clients specifically. But, but now it's not being attached to the outcome. And truly, I'm glad you brought this up. It's not about the money. I think what's, what's evolved into you is money comes, right? When you help enough people get what they want, you never have to worry about money for yourself, right? That's something that's been just instilled into my brain. And I never think about, I never think about money on a transaction. I just know plenty is going to come to fill all my goals and dreams, right? Because I help enough people do what they want. That's my job. That's my life. That's my passion. Right. And that's become yours now, too. And we know inherently that the lifetime value of a customer is one hundred and thirty thousand bucks. So if it's a low priced referral deal and you're going to make three hundred bucks on it. You still treat them like you made thirty thousand bucks on it. And that's right. why you get the repeat and referral business and you appreciate the one hundred thirty thousand dollar lifetime value of that person. And that makes a huge, huge difference for those who are, have a career versus those who are just trying to do a couple deals. And I think you've seen it and we've all seen it. If you're in this business to try to do a couple deals, to, my, to Mike's point, people will smell it. It's the commission breath and you're not in it for the right reasons. Your intent's off. 
and people will walk away from you, they'll be repelled, and you will be out of this industry. I mean, Maria, we've seen it a ton of times when people get into that mode, they're gone. They're absolutely gone. The other thing I think is interesting point to that is there's a little holistic thought here, but I do believe this. I think that people come to you and they cross your paths for a reason, right? So 9.30 at night, a referral comes to you for a small townhouse somewhere that came to you for a reason, right? And I think you, you open arms, receive all of those, no matter what the price point and time frame is and where they are, how you put them in a rental and make 50 bucks. You don't care because you right. help them solve a problem and you know that they'll come back to you. Keep <laughs> it. I don't care. I'm just trying to help someone. <laughs> See, but that, that right there is the gold, right? That, that, and that's not fake. That is as, as sincere. Those of you who haven't had a chance to meet Maria, yet, that is it. It is. What do you need? I help you. What do you need it? When Saturday, Sunday, fine. I was going to go ride my, my motorcycle on the beach. I'll do it later. What time do you want to meet? Right. And then you and I are working on scheduling a lot more to make sure that you have your you time to keep sharpening yourself for so you're better for everybody else. But I'm so proud of you the way that you have just accepted everybody and everything and kind of as a true calling. Like, and I do believe that people come to you because you have something that they need and you help them through a specific time. So do you feel like that's the way it is for you sometimes? Yes, absolutely. And Mike, I think you see that. That's the kind of a, an evolving thread through people that are successful. They don't do it for the money. You know, it's nice no, I mean, that money comes. Listen, I think we all go through different points in our lives, right? There was a point, you know, when I was younger, that's really all I cared about. And it was, you know, and I don't know if it was necessarily that I felt like I needed it. It was more of a felt like in order to feel secure, I had to have this certain level of income. And then you get that level of income. And I think you go to one of two places. You either go to, ah, you know what? The income doesn't, wasn't really what I wanted. I was chasing that high of helping someone. I was chasing that high of, of accomplishing something. I was chasing that high of this. You know, I was playing the game and I actually, you either fall in love with that game or you realize and you go greedy and you realize, wait a minute, this isn't enough money. I need more. Right. And so that's like, that's a path I see a lot of people take. But for me, to your point, you know, it's a common thread in everything. Right. When I, when you look at the best professional athletes, it's not about the money anymore. They don't need it. Right. They, right. Tom Brady does not need any more money. But Tom Brady has goals to win another Super Bowl before he retires, right? And in his head, that's already going to happen. He's already mapped that out for the Bucs this year. Whether it does or it doesn't, visually, mentally, Tom Brady is going to win a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. In his head, that's what he, and that is his mission. And he is going to wake up early. He's going to watch more film than almost any other player in the NFL. And I, this is coming from a guy who is not a Patriots or Tom Brady fan. I actually despise the Patriots, and I'm not a huge fan of Tom Brady. But I am a huge fan of him in the way that he plays the game. Because I respect the hell out of anyone who does that in their profession, not just professional sports. That's why I respect the hell out of Maria. That's why I respect the hell out of Bob. I respect anyone who's going to go all in. And, but that is a place that we get to in our career. And so if you're not there, just know that's okay, right? I, I, at least I'll speak for myself. I certainly was not there early on in my career. It was far more about dollars and securing that stuff 
than it was about the game itself. Then I got the dollars and realized, you know what? I actually enjoyed the process way more than I enjoyed the dollars. I wasn't even spending the dollars because I was so busy, <laughs> right? Yeah. Generating it. So that's a level that I think you get to. And that's a level that Maria's got to. But that is where success really happens. That is where you hit a whole new level in your business and in your life is when you realize, you know what? I'm playing the game. I'm not doing it for, for the trophy necessarily. I'm doing it because I love this. And I loved, I want to push myself to see if I can hit that next level. And that's where the goals come in, right? She stated very clearly, I have goals. And if those goals are real goals, they're not bullshit goals because you think, you know, Maria's not making a goal up so that to appease Jeff, right? She's not making up a goal to say, you know what? Other agents will think this is cool if I say that I want to, you know, do 40 deals. No, no, no. Maria's making goals. And if the goal aligns with what she really wants, deep down, really, really wants, she's going to get up and she's going to go after it and she's going to get it. But when our goals don't align and they're just BS coming out of your mouth, it doesn't happen because you don't really want it, right? So that's the key is I think when you look at people like Maria, to me, that is the defining factor, but it's also the commonality. It is that you are playing a different game. You're playing it with going into it with the intent to help. And that always plays out. Always. Absolutely. I agree. So Maria, for the agents that are watching from all different places and they haven't yet hit a stride, what would your advice be to them on how to turn it out, how to, how to get over that hump and let this start working for you? What advice would you give them? Make, it, make sure everything is positive around you. If there's any negativity that's making you down, get away from it, throw it away. Including shut off the news. Don't be around people that are negative. Just keep in a positive mode and just keep going. Just know where you wanna go and get there. It's that simple. And I've done it, you know, over the last couple of years. Anything that's the slightest bit negative, it goes far away from me. I don't want any part of it. And if there's something I have to deal with, I deal with it as best as I can and move on. So. And that's great advice. And, and it's sometimes it's people, sometimes it's places, right. sometimes it's environments, and you got to get away from it. Because, you know, what you said a minute ago, Mike, was interesting because it's not about the trophy. You know, I was, it just popped into my head when you said that. The trophy is a big-ass smile. Right. And once people understand that that's really all that we're doing this for, it's, it's irrelevant as an independent contractor. The only thing Maria really ultimately cares about is to make sure that her lifestyle provides a big ass smile on her, in her, on her face. That's it. And so she has the opportunity to choose which business partner she wants to align with that helps her get there to see which people around her in her environment are going to stay positive to not dis derail her, right. To, to keep her non messed up right? Because she's got a goal. She's got a focus. She's got her groove. Just the whole thing is don't mess up my groove, right? Let me go do my thing. She doesn't care what time somebody else comes in. She could care less what anybody else's really goal is. And she's nice and she'll listen, but ultimately it doesn't matter because Maria is going to have an investment property, multiple of them. She's going to have some really cool vacations and great experiences. And she's going to do it because she's delivering value and loves to help people. 
and she's going to get paid in direct proportion to the level of service you bring to people. I mean, that's kind of what this is all about. So I think you're a really great example of that. It's so rewarding too to put a big ass smile on everybody else's face too. <laughs> yes, yes, and and by doing whatever it takes. I mean, you didn't have to put that person in a rental. I mean, most agents would say, "I don't do rentals. Have at it. Have a nice time." It wasn't certainly wasn't for the money. We all no. know how much money you make on a rental deal. Like it's nothing. And but you did it because it puts a smile on her face, and she trusts you. She respects you. She has a. She really likes you because you've helped her, and now she's going to buy from you. When she moves in that neighborhood, she's going to meet all new friends. They're going to start using you. Their cousins are going to use you. Their moms are going to use you. There's 130,000 bucks from taking that $50 rental a year ago and putting her into trusted hands with lenders that you like to use that coached her on how to improve her life. Right. So just, yep. it's just awesome. I mean, people sometimes miss the boat of what this is all about. And yes, money does come as you help people. And it's a great industry to be in because we're in high ticket items. A lot of times we make, we do make a good living um, when we provide great things for the people well, that we serve. And I, I think that's an important point though, Jeff is, and even going off what I said, I don't want to make it sound like it's a bad thing to want money because you know, there's the old saying money can't buy happiness. I actually disagree with that. I think money absolutely is what buys happiness as long as you know what actually makes you happy, right? If you make money to buy a Ferrari, but you actually don't care about the Ferrari, it's not going to make you happy. If you make money that allows you to buy that investment property, that allows you to then go to the islands for a month, and that makes you happy, then money did buy happiness, right? Because the money that came in actually was what funded the deal for you to get the income you needed to buy the investment property you wanted, which allowed you to then fund the lifestyle that you wanted. Right? right. So when I, I fully believe that money, wanting money is not a bad thing as long as you want it for the right reasons. And that's the biggest thing is most people just want money because they think the income is going to make them happy. It's not. But if you know what you're going to do with that income that will make you happy, then it all plays out. That's a great point. That's a great point. Well, good. Well, so Maria, that was great advice for the agents. And I want to thank you for taking time out of your day. Cause I know you probably have a lot of people to go um, meet with today. You've got a bunch of showings already, you said, and that's awesome. So thank you very much for your time today. And I think you served as a great, great inspiration, helping people see there's light at the end of the tunnel if they're not there and kind of put some things into perspective for those who are maybe on a path that they don't really know where it's leading to. Right. The, the whole message is just figure out where you want it to be and, and just pivot and make it work for you. So any last words there, Mr. Puma? Nope. Thank you for coming on. I think uh, there's a lot of agents who are going to watch this and really relate to your story and what you're doing. And so I really appreciate you being on and I'm excited about it. Thank you cool. for having me. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye.